0: Hello to you people in the future who are listening to another episode of Voices in My Head. Thank you for joining me today. Over the last few months, I've been honored to bring you great guests like Jason Gray, Sarah Groves, Michael Card, Andrew Peterson, Trip York, and Brian Zahn, just to name a few. It's been my pleasure to bring these podcasts to you, the listener, free of charge. The fact is, though, that there are operating expenses when you do a show like this. So rather than make this a paid podcast, I wanted to give the listeners a chance to help out. The Voices in My Head audience has grown exponentially since I began broadcasting in January of 2012, and there are people who listen from all over the globe. Because of this, and because I want to keep the podcast free, I'm offering you a chance to sponsor an episode of Voices in My Head. Maybe you'd like to dedicate a show to a family member with a message for their birthday, or maybe you'd like to honor a loved one with some sort of special greeting. Perhaps you just want to showcase one of your websites or a business. So to sponsor an episode of Voices in My Head, simply send me an email with your ad to rljames29 at yahoo.com. If I approve your ad, then I'll let you know in a follow-up email. Then simply go to and Click on the tab that says Tip Jar Podcast Sponsorship, follow the link to PayPal, and then leave your donation or sponsorship amount. If it sounds like a lot, then just send me an email, and I'll talk you through the steps. Thank you again for listening to Voices in My Head, and enjoy today's episode. I honor the Holy One inside you.
1: Namaste. Live from Springfield, Ohio, it's Voices in My Head. The official podcast of Rick Lee James. Hey,
0: James. I am Rick Lee James, and you're listening to Voices in My Head. If
1: you hear this voice today.
0: Welcome back listeners to Voices in My Head. I am Rick Lee James, your host, and I'm so glad that you could be here for another episode. Today's guest is John Finney. We had a great conversation in John's studio. He is the head of Out of Truth Records, and uh, we have a a great discussion not only about uh, the things that he's doing in in Springfield and in that area with the musicians, but also we talk about my upcoming concert that I'll be recording in September, so it's going to be great for you uh, to hear about all that John has to offer, especially if you're an independent artist and you want to find an affordable way to do a high quality album, but maybe you don't have lots of money. And we're going to get into that in just a few minutes, but I'm actually not at home right now. I'm on the road. Once again, I'm in West Virginia. I'm at the Mission to the World Day Spring Campgrounds leading music for a camp. Uh, I've been here for several days, and I'm going to be here for several more in the future. So you're going to be hearing episodes in the next few weeks that take place on the road. And uh, for today, we actually don't have a lot of time to do preliminary because I didn't want the episode to run long. But I did want to do our segment that we do every week, which was Question of the Week. Question of the Week. Well, once again, listeners, you can answer question of the week by going to the Facebook page, which is Voices in My Head, the Rick Lee James Podcast Facebook page, and every week you're going to have a different question of the week. The question of the week has to do with the upcoming Dark Knight Rises movie. The question is, what is the Dark Knight going to be rising from? We're all kind of speculating at this point, wondering what's going to be happening in the movie. Kyle Northrup, who is from the Three Pasty Nerds podcast, he says he'll be rising from the Lazarus Pit. If you know Batman, you'll know that the Lazarus Pit has to do with Ra's al Ghul, and that's the way that Ra's al Ghul has lived for centuries, because he gets in the Lazarus Pit and it gives, like, kind of eternal life type thing, um... Matthew Cole wrote in, he says, maybe this is a reference to the stock market. After all, Bruce Wayne is the CEO of Wayne Enterprises, so maybe Dark Knight Rises is in reference to his stock market values. And I have an answer that I talk about with John Finney uh, whenever we have the interview, so I'm going to hold off my answer for that. But thank you for participating in question of the week. Um, We do have a question for next week that you're going to be able to see. Um, And the question is, because I'm at camp this week, the question is... Do you have a funny camp story? If you went to camp somewhere growing up, or maybe you've been a counselor at camp, but we're just looking for funny stories. So if you can write one in um, as short as possible, but give us the details, um, that's going to be next week's question of the week, to share a funny camp story. Do you have a funny camp story to share? So you can answer that on the Voices in My Head Facebook page. And just a reminder that this podcast does go out through iTunes and Stitcher. It goes out on Facebook. It also goes out on the rickleejames.com webpage where you can find every single episode of Voices in My Head. We've got some exciting interviews coming up in the coming days. We have Mark Thompson next week. Uh, After that, we have an Army chaplain, a retired Army chaplain named Rich Young. And you're going to get to hear not only an interview with Rich, but an entire service where I'm leading music and where Rich is bringing the message that evening. And it's a a really special time. And um, we also are going to be having Scott Rowley, who is currently on tour with Michael Card in the next few weeks. So we've got some neat things coming up. But for now, we're going to get right into the interview with John Finney. John's a great guy, and he's got a lot to offer musicians, especially musicians who are on a budget and want to do something that's quality to get their music out and to be heard. So without delaying any longer, I'm going to give to you my interview with John Finney. Thank you once again for listening to Voices in My Head, and God bless. Today on Voices in My Head, I am in the command center of Out of Truth Records, and we are on Buena Vista Road here in, uh, well, we're not in Springfield anymore, are we?
2: No, we're a little bit outside of Springfield,
0: South
2: Vienna. South Vienna, that's
0: right. It's it's a shame I don't know where I am when I drove here, but uh, we're here at. Um, out of truth records and it is an amazing place there's so much technology in this room it looks a bit like darth vader's bathroom (laughs) and um, my guest today is john finney who is the founder of out of truth records Um, he is also an engineer here visionary for all the great things that are going to be in store and he just has a lot of neat things to share there's a lot of things going on with music in this area and uh, people like John are actually helping the music in this area to get out beyond this area. So I'm excited to be able to have him as one of the guests and being one of the voices on my head today. He is not only the, the manager of the studio, we'll call him, but he's also the owner. He started this whole business. Um, he's also a musician himself. And as I'm looking around the room, we'll just take a walk around the room because the best kind of listening is for me describing things you can't see. So um, we have over here on the wall, what would you call this? Uh, Is this an art piece that you made yourself?
2: I actually didn't make that. Uh, It's actually, I got it when I was out at uh, the Orange Conference. We went down to the Orange Conference down in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And this is a group, uh, they go and they go down to Africa and you can support the African children. They actually make those art down there and you can support them and um, I think it's like two hundred and fifty dollars a year or something will help wow. feed their ministry, you know, give them food yeah. and whatever they need. And you get a piece of their art, and you actually get to keep up with the kids, Very and that's cool. their little handprint on there. So. so we're
0: looking at a swirly piece of canvas with uh, beautiful colors on it and a handprint. So I didn't. I, I'm glad to know it wasn't like just finger art that yeah. you did. No, when it, young it's young. not mine. <laughs> but it really looks nice. We also have an, an old. Uh, what was that be? A potbelly stove a in pot the room because this is kind of a converted studio. Yes, now, it is. where else can you go to record? where there's a potbelly stove in the middle of the room. (laughs) Um, There's a pearl drum head, it looks like, for a kick drum uh, over on the wall. And then we have the amazing part, the studio part of the studio, Um, technology out the wazoo. I just got to say this. We've got the Rode uh, studio mixer over here. We've got the in-studio studio mixer um, what are those, 10-inch speakers up there? Yeah. yeah some nice aud- audits? Uh, those are
2: actually M-Audio DSM oh, okay. studios or studio monitors. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. And he was just playing some music for me beforehand. But it sounds great in this room. How many tracks can you record at once? I can record
2: up to 16 in this room. Awesome. So, yeah, We can record 24 live.
0: Very cool. So, so well, really, I'm going to stop describing the room because I know that's boring radio for you to listen. But I just <laughs> wanted to give you kind of a feel for where we are hardwood floors in the room it's typical studio so the sound for today ought to be fantastic that's all i'm saying <laughs> but john finney is a really nice guy and one reason that i'm having him on the show today is that in september on the 7th of september you guys have heard me talk about it if you've been listening long to the podcast i'm going to be doing a live concert at the clifton opera house and john is going to be making it possible to do that recording by bringing his equipment in and we've been talking and kind of dreaming a little bit about what that's going to be like that night when we record basement psalms live so i thought it would be a neat idea because of some of the other things that john has going on right now in the community to get him on the show and tell us about um, some of the neat offerings that he has for other musicians because i know there's a lot of independent artists that listen to this podcast and a few that are not independent as well so it's it's good to uh, to have you here to to bounce some ideas off of I appreciate now, you having me. before we get into the nitty-gritty and the important stuff. If You you know because you've listened to some of my podcasts. Every week I ask the question of the week. Yeah. Okay, And you told me uh, that you like some of the superhero movies that are coming out. Mm-hmm. And you're really excited about The Dark Knight Rises, the new movie that comes out this summer. So um, you can answer this question over at the Voices in My Head, the Rick Lee James Podcast Facebook page. And this is going to be question of the week for this week. The question is... Since the movie's called The Dark Knight Rises, what do you think The Dark Knight will be rising from? I was
2: trying to think, and I you know, I don't know exactly. I, I, I'm one of those movie-type people that I, I don't go in with a lot of expectations. Uh-huh. When I see a movie, I just see it for what it is. And I have my other friends that I know that will go and I'll ask them the actual stuff that's really in the movie uh-huh. and what it's about. You know, if, if I had to just think of my ignorant movie mind of maybe he's just rising into his full character as Batman. He's finally figuring out who he is as Batman. That's what I would think, but, okay. you know, that's... Like I said, I, in music, I'll, I'll tend to overanalyze things, but in movies, I just yeah. go and see what it is.
0: It'll be... I'm really looking forward to it. Me too. And, and you can tell because I have a, a... I actually have a shirt that says Star Wars number one fan, And it's got a picture of the Starship Enterprise on it. And yes, you heard me correct. It's the Enterprise on a Star Wars shirt, which is supposed to be funny. I also have a Superman hat on, so you know I'm into movies. No, I'm I'm scared. What if The Dark Knight Rises is just simply um, two hours of him falling down a staircase and then he stands up at the end? I don't know. That would be terrible. That'd be yeah. like the worst movie I've ever seen. I know. I, I yeah, I just don't want to <laughs> the, dark, <laughs> the Dark Knight Rises. It's just him waking up in the morning, like, uh, just scratching his arms out. Dark Knight rises. So That's it. You good know, I, I
2: would you know I'd be pretty upset if I saw that in IMAX. <laughs> I know? would be. I paid <laughs> I'd pay I pay for the extra hour
0: of Batman yeah. waking up, he's brushing his teeth, he's exactly. walking around and reading the newspaper, clipping his toenails, yeah. doing all the things that you do, a little scope mouthwash just to get, you know... It will like, be hard to beat the last one. I it mean, would. Be, no, I, mean, I mean, it's hard to beat the last maybe one. They've, maybe they've decided to go complete opposite direction after <laughs> Heath Ledger we're just get the yeah. Dark Knight Rises and he's just, you know, he's just, he's just waking up in the morning. That's all it is. Yeah. So. Well, good. I think you might be right. I think it might be that he's rising into something. Although I know from reading the comics back when I was a kid that Batman... Um, Bane is the villain in this movie and Batman Mm -hmm. got his back broken by Bane and someone else had to step in for him so I don't so maybe know. He's rising out of a hospital. Maybe bed Maybe he might be or rising or out of a <laughs> hospital bed. He's probably pulling himself down the hallway. He probably tries to rise, but his back's broken, yeah. so he falls down, and he got The nurses have to pick yeah. him up and put him back. It's a whole movie of his struggle to try to walk again. It's yeah. like it's like a medical docudrama, but it's Batman, and he's got the hood on in the hospital yeah. the whole time. I think he still
2: talk like that to the nurse, you know, with a real deep voice, right. or like talking Bruce Wayne voice. So. Like, I don't want to do the parallel bars, you know,
0: and then like. He's got to stand up and walk, and everybody's cheering him on and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Pray to Pray, me, or whatever it was. <laughs> that okay, well, that's enough Dark Knight Rises talk, although I could talk all wow. day about it. It's good stuff. Um, but I want to ask you a question, because we're here in the command center, That I'm going to call it. You may not call it that, but it is that to me, yeah. for Out of Truth Records. And I just want to know, what is Out of Truth Records? It's, you founded this company, and I'm excited about it, so tell us about it.
2: Oh, well, basically. Uh, I mean, I was actually going to school to be a police officer way back when. I'll just kind of start from hmm. the beginning in. I was that's going to. Where, sp-
0: that's where all music careers begin. Yeah, exactly. Right. Back in law so enforcement. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. well,
2: I was. A, I used to be a dispatcher for Clark County Sheriff's Office oh, for wow. a while. So I was there, and I realized that just wasn't the right career field for me to be in. I felt that I was mm-hmm. always felt kind of a calling to go into music, but it was one of those things to where my logical part of my brain just took over and would tell me I can't make a, a career in music, especially here in Springfield. You know, I got to move to a big city. I got to start my career in a music city. There's no way in the world I could do it here. So part of that was a real struggle. So I, I basically went into my second choice, which was law enforcement. So I got into that and I started working there and everything was going good. It just, but I just didn't feel that love for it. I just yeah. couldn't see myself doing it 20 years from now. And, sure. For for the rest of my life, so I started looking around different schools uh, for just recording and because that was kind of something I was interested in. And I found this school called the Recording Workshop, and I was like, well, I was looking at all the past people that went there, and all these students are like, man, this place has to be in probably Los Angeles because a lot of the students there have had all these gold records. I'm like, man, that's way that's right. too far. And I look at at the address of the bomb is from Chila Coffee, so I mean, I don't know, do you know where Chila Coffee? That's like. Not very far from here at all.
0: It's one of those places that I've heard of, but it might as well be Oz, because I've never been there, but I've, I've always heard of the music... You know, program coming out right. of Chillicothe and stuff. So. Well,
2: they, you know, they, uh, you know the, the only place they're really known for is Te- the Tecumseh play that they do on there, that outdoor drama. Yeah, yeah. So they okay. do that. So that's what they're really known for. But this is just, I mean, a school that's way out in the woods. No one really knows anything about it unless you live there, unless mm-hmm. you're a musician. So I, I went took a tour that absolutely loved it. Went through that school. Uh, got out, and I was I actually did an internship down at Rephrase Recording Studio down in uh, Dayton mm-hmm. for a year. Great studio. Uh, I went down there, so I learned a lot from him. Ron's a great engineer, got a lot of information from him. But I, I really just wanted to be able to do it myself and just kind of start up my own business with it. So I slowly started accumulating equipment over the years, and it's grown you know, from a small, tiny computer into what you see around here. Yeah. So just over the years, I acquired a lot of things, and I just started kind of, doing one project at a time just with my friends. Mm -hmm. Then it branched into uh, uh, Janelle Kreiner, which was my very first actual album. She did a Christmas album, which means she's a very professional, uh, classically trained vocalist, Mm -hmm. and we did an album together. And we started selling it. sold pretty good at the first concert. We're like, well, maybe I can start doing this as kind of a record label mm-hmm. and a studio. Because I, I like to be able to support the artists. Because, honestly, when you're a musician, you know how much studio time costs. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in Ohio, for a decent studio, it's $50, $60 bucks an hour. Yeah, that's a lot. For a, for a real studio. And uh, So I wanted to create a, a nice environment where people can feel at home, but they can still get a good studio quality. And I really like fostering these younger musicians in to where they don't have this kind of money to do. So that's why we started Out of Truth Records to be kind of a record label where we can find really devoted artists that doesn't have the money to be able to record. Mm-hmm. And we can invest our time and with, use all of our equipment to get them a good-sounding product, and then we can go out there and start promoting them. And basically, we just just like any other record label, we benefit from the CDs being sold just like the artist does. And then if there are artists out there that has some extra money, you know, they can come in here and just you know pay a standard hourly rate. But um, that's kind of the vision that we've had, and that the, the name out of Truth, which I'm sure yeah. you probably want to know. But Yeah, I was going to ask. You're going to probably ask that. But uh, actually, my friend Rick Cole was in seminary in Anderson, mm-hmm. Indiana and mm-hmm. I was he's one of my best friends at in,
0: Anderson University
2: uh, yep yeah, I've yep. been there many Anderson times Anderson University yep. yep so he's in seminary over there mm-hmm. and uh, I I'm, i was just chatting with him I'm like man I gotta get a name for this and really it was just down to me putting a name on my state registry for to actually register my business I'm like I don't have a name I i can't call it like John's Studio or right. something that got to be something catchy <laughs> so he's the creative thinker as far as that and so I started asking him things I said why't you because he's taking Greek classes and all that stuff I'm like Why don't you have to think of something like cool in Greek or something yeah. like that and like something really catchy that and so he thought of this and I can't even remember what it is to this day but it was this is a translation for out of truth or hmm. I think it was a translation for truth I hmm. can't remember what it was exactly but it was that it was some sort of combination combination of that and he sent it back to me I was reading I'm like That's a cool name, but I don't know if people are going to be able to spell it to be able to go to my website, because I had trouble remembering it the next day. So I'm like, I want something that's going to be able to at least remember and be able to spell correctly. So I said, what does that translate to in English? I can't remember exactly, but uh, I think it was truth or of truth or something. I was like, well, what if we add something else to it? And he's like, well, how about like out of truth? And I started just kind of thinking of that. And I was like, you know, that's kind of what we're doing. We're taking our music from the truth of God and we're you know we're 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 pulling all of our music out of that truth basically so that's kind of where
0: that's that sounds a lot better than greekword.com Greek yeah. you know, greekword
2: studios. Yeah, yeah, so, there, yeah so there actually is a meaning back there behind it but uh, one person that's said uh, the actually uh, the guy that I did my last album was, which was uh, Mike Parks. His mom uh, came up to mm-hmm. me and she goes, you know, every time I hear out of truth I think that you're talking about a lie or something because if something's out of truth it's lying. I'm like, no, that's not what
0: I mean. Because we're just fresh out of truth. We just yeah. ran out of it. so We're out of uh, truth we're so, out so of we're going to start telling lies. <laughs> Here on out all we have left is lies for yeah. you. But, so no. like, well, you know. <laughs> Very good. Well, that clears that up. In yeah. case anybody was wondering if the studio yeah. was out of truth. Yeah, the, so it's not a lie. The, the <laughs> fact is I'm lying. I'm sitting in the middle of a cornfield with John right now. We're not even, yeah. uh, we're th- nothing the, here. The, yeah. We're, we're trying, trying to get the cows quiet. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> That's right. There's squirrels running everywhere. It's crazy. Bugs are biting. Yeah. No, uh, No. It's, this is actually a, a great studio. I, I actually had no idea till I walked in here. And maybe you can send me some pictures, sure. Because I'd love to show people just the the nice setup that's here. I have a studio, and and you guys know, in my basement is not a studio like this studio. I use it for podcasting, for creating demos, and things like this. But listeners, um, this is a real studio. Okay, this is this is where you come to get the music made for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wanted to ask you, like, what your your vision is for this and you kind of already described that because Mm -hmm. it sounds like to me when I hear the vision and one thing that excites me about Out of Truth is you're kind of enabling anybody to be on a record label. Yeah. Like in some sense. That's really kind of your vision for it. It it? really is. I
2: mean there's it's it's frustrating to me because I mean I have a lot of local musicians that mm-hmm. I just love I just yeah. love listening to them I love hearing and a lot of a lot of my friends just even are are, are just great musicians there's so much local talent just here in right. Springfield and no one would ever have that money to be able to record an album because it's to, to be able to do a concept album most people just don't unless you're a musician you realize how the the process goes I mean it takes months to be able to do a good project sure. a good sounding project I mean a good I I do a lot of producing on the albums too Mm -hmm. I love producing I almost love producing more than engineering on stuff so I really enjoy that and I just love taking a song that someone will come in with and then we just start turning it around and just start adding things to it and we just make this masterpiece out of something Mm -hmm. that was this small and then now we've created into this awesome work of art and then there's just I mean the feeling from that is great I love it
0: yeah well that's awesome and I've heard some of the work and you've been working with a group called like a child, and we're going to talk more about them in a few minutes. But um, I, I encourage you guys, and I, I want to right now give the website real fast because I want people to be able to contact you. Mm-hmm. And the website is out of truth yep. Okay? If so you go to out of truth.com, it, you, I don't know what you'll get. I don't know. That might be a liar's site. Okay? <laughs> that might be somebody's. Just, that's not the true website. But the true website. <laughs> Maybe I should is, buy that. <laughs> is, that's right. You should, and then sell it to somebody. Yeah. But out of uh, because if you're an aspiring musician, and I'll, I'll be honest, you know, even if you're a little bit established already, this is a great place for you to come record. You're not going to find studios very often that have uh, a vision and actually a heart for the artist. You're going to find a lot of studios that want to make money, and, and that ultimately is your goal. In the mm. long run, you want to be able to make um, a good living doing this, but you actually... Are supporting the artists, and mm-hmm. to have a, somebody that works as an engineer that also can help with the production side, um, we can't all go out and hire um, Ed, Ed Cash or somebody <laughs> to, uh, to go, Ed, Ed, yeah. I talked to Ed Cash people one time, and, and they were interested in, in producing a couple songs for me, and in case you don't know, Ed, Ed Cash um, does all Chris Tomlin's stuff. And he has a, a program where he works with independent artists. and They work with the song first, and they they, they decide if they want to work with you first mm-hmm. of all. And I got a, a real positive feedback from him, like, great, yeah, let's do it. And, and so I said, um, well, you know, since we're working with independent artists, I need to know what I need to budget for for this. And said, so, well, since this is a uh, an independent project, and you're just wanting to do you know a couple demos, you know, songs with us, and. We'll get Ed involved. I think we could probably do a couple songs for like $10,000. And I, and I went. I don't think we can. Sorry, you know, I, like I, I, I could do like six albums. I think for for that cost. So yeah. Uh, and as great as it would be to work with Ed Cash, just most yeah. of us don't have that kind of money, right. you know. And and it really is a cost prohibitive thing. Mm-hmm. It costs so much. Trust me. That's why I'm begging for donations every week on the podcast because like <laughs> um, you know there's just not a lot of money in the music business mm-hmm. itself. So I love that the heart for out of truth is there to actually. Help the artist mm-hmm. and you do Christian music, but not exclusively. Like you're no, there for yeah,
2: I I'll, I'll do any kind of music. You know, I I obviously want to approve the content before I do. Sure. it. I don't like to do anything that's just completely horrible. Sure. Or, you know, so I that's one of my requirements that I'll do is just right. if I have someone that I'm that I don't know
0: because you want to put your name on it, right? Too and be exactly. proud of it and yeah. say yeah, this is something I endorse. So, sure,
2: um, yeah, you know, I I I want to look at the lyrics and in and just kind of read over them before. And if everything's good like that, I'll, I'll bring anybody. And I've done just about, well, in school and in my internship, I've done just about any kind of style of music that there is. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Well, oh, great. Well, and, and that's an important distinction, too, because um, you know that it's going to be quality. Now, I, I'm curious, do you ever um, help or have any of your friends help from a co-writing perspective? Say somebody comes in with the beginnings of a song, mm-hmm. and uh, and you hear something good in it, and yeah. think, hey, this could be something good. Uh, but last week on the podcast, we had Cindy Wilk Colville, who you know has done a lot, and you know was former VP of Word Records, and mm-hmm. uh, did some song critiques on the air. Um, you ever do anything like that when you're working with artists um, to just maybe go, hey, let's sit down and do this kind of a community type thing and say as a listener and you know I'm not sure that that flows off the tongue is easier maybe we can't hear you ever do anything like that that yeah
2: I mean I'll I'll do some of that I mean I've I've been through a couple songwriting classes and things like Mm -hmm. that to where I I think i can translate it well enough i write some i write mostly instrumental type music i don't Mm -hmm. i'm not very good with lyrics so if Mm -hmm. someone comes to me and asks me with lyrics and i'll refer them or bring in one of my friends that's a little better lyricist than i am but as far as music production goes i can usually immediately tell if it's something lacking or Mm -hmm. and it's sometimes i have to stew on it a little bit but i know sometimes i just know that something isn't right with the song and i can listen to it and after a while i'll figure out what it is and Suggested to them if they take it, you know that's great. But if yeah. not, it's ultimately their record. So yeah. I'm here to I'm here to really give the artists what they want, mm-hmm. but I'm not here to give them false opinions either. I don't want them going on American Idol someday and saying, "Well, John at Out of Truth Records said I had the most beautiful voice in the world." <laughs> you know, I mean, it's I look at it as it's it's my business. I got to be professional at it, and you can you can tell people honest opinion in a nice way yeah. if things don't sound right or if you think that this could use this. I don't want to lead people on into a right. career or something like that if I don't think that the music is ready for it.
0: Right. And so. that's another good reason that the name is good for your company because you're telling them this out of truth. You know? <laughs> yeah. One of the worst yeah. things that we can do for people is like, let's, let's talk about like say church because people grow up in church and... Um, it's been enough years now. It's been over ten years, and mm-hmm. this person, I don't even know where they are anymore. So, I, And I won't name a name, but there was a, a person at church that was, was a teenager, and somewhere along the line, somebody had told this person that they could sing. Mm-hmm. And we're getting up to do specials in church, <laughs> and I, I don't even know a nice way to say what they sounded like, because mm-hmm. it was just off-pitch, the whole song. Very, very definitely tone deaf. That's yeah. like what you could say. And nobody had ever sat down and told her she was wanting to go compete at, like, you know, different musical things. And, I mean, she could not carry a tune in a bucket. And the whole idea that, you know, uh, we think sometimes as believers we can't be truthful with Mm -hmm. someone, and and there is a way to be gentle. But that person, I definitely believe God has some great plans in store for that person singing is not where he has her mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, and I already gave too much information i didn't mean to say that I was female <laughs> well you know but, I mean, but anyway. I, well yeah i have
2: an interesting thing to add to that because um I totally agree that it seems like everybody or not everybody, but a lot of people wanna be up on the stage doing the, the worship and stuff like that, right. which is great and all, but it's like, you know, there's multiple parts to the body and if everybody is a hand then how are you gonna walk mm-hmm. from place to place? You know, I mean everyone exactly. has their specific talents and, and I think if if everybody is up there worshiping being a worship leader all the time, mm-hmm. it, it's not that you're wanting them to do it because they're no good, it's just that, you know, that's not their area of giftingness. Something else is lacking right. in the church that their gift could be fulfilling. Exactly. So that's my, so, my
0: opinion. <laughs> so so be prepared as you, you come to Out of Truth Records to you know, be prepared to, to gently be told in love. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what And and that's that's a serious point. If you if you want this kind of benefit as an artist, you need to open yourself up to some honest, good feedback from mm-hmm. people and, and some good and and if they would say, Not feeling like you're quite there yet or or not not sure we want to do this right now, mm-hmm. and here's why I value that, and I think it's great oh, yeah. that, that artists get that because that's how we get better. I, I think that's how the Lord does it with us. I don't think, I don't think God's way in our heart is to start yelling at us and being like, <laughs> "That's the worst thing I've ever seen." You know, yeah. I, I honestly I look at it almost like because I've had so many songs critiqued, you yeah. know, through the years, it's almost like this gentle prodding of saying, "You know what? We mm-hmm. want this to be the best it can be." Yep. And and even God, when I think the way He works in our life is like, you know. If your life is a song, there's a way we can make it better. There's a way we can make it sing. well. there's a way that it can be more beautiful and yep. and and be more uplifting and even be more healthy for you. So, sure. um, the, all that is in the name out of truth. So, yeah. I guess that's what we're getting at in a roundabout way, where this company stands and where its heart is. Yeah, it's
2: well, it's the same thing with with engineering. With me, as far as getting critiqued, like uh, on the last album that I did, I had two engineers. One of my one was my instructor, and I sent it to him. I'm like, listen, I want you to give me the dirt. Tell me everything sure. that's bad that you hear on it, like, I want to know, because I'm a, an upcoming engineer, just like mm-hmm. their upcoming artists so I want to hear critique from them, right. and it, even if I get a great response back from them, which a lot of times the artists are, are more pleased with the product than I am, a lot of times I'm the one that's stewing doing over little things here and there, and uh, I, I like to have other critique from other engineers to tell me how to, because the way I look at it is, if I don't ever hear what I'm doing wrong, I'm never going to know how to get better on right. things, so...
0: Exactly, and uh, and and I appreciate that about you, and I'll, I appreciate anybody who will be honest, you know. with <laughs> And it's nice too because the more you do it, the better you get. Because when I when I first started pitching songs, you know, a few <laughs> a few years ago to people, it was like I look back at it now, and it's like you know, nobody told me these songs needed work until I met like Paul Balash. Yeah. And when I sat down with Paul Balash and shared a song with him, it was like. Oh, was this song that bad? You know, like I, actually, you know, and he did it in love, and then you know to where I got to, you know, meet with him again, and and the yeah. next time it was better. It was like, oh, these mm-hmm. songs are better, and until now I'm getting some songs published at this point. So yeah. fewer, it happens fewer and fewer now where I, I come in and it's and it's just like a total surprise that this song was, yeah. like that wasn't good. Uh, but it helps you. It helps you become a better creator. And mm-hmm. ultimately, as people who want to make truth, and as seekers of God, we do that. I think that's a great part of the process. So yeah. um, well, awesome. tell me a little bit um, about Gear Fest, because you went to Gear Fest this year. And some people may not know what that is. Mm-hmm. But I also want to know about, you got a chance to spend some time with Brandon Heath. Yeah. who If you guys don't know Brandon Heath, you probably don't listen to Christian music, but, uh, you know, give me your eyes for just one second, give me your eyes so I can see. I believe he wrote that with Jason Ingram. Um, And, uh,. Your love Your love All I ever needed You know And uh, what's the other big one Our God Reigns I love that one
1: Our God Reigns
0: The,
2: rain. the uh, like I, Leaving Eden Yeah ha- How
0: about I sit here And sing all of his catalog yeah. Just little bits on <laughs> the A little bit No though. anyway That's a, a little sample Of who Brandon Heath is He sings it much better Than I do um, but tell us about GearFest and getting to meet Brandon, and and you sure. even got to sit and visit with him a while. I yeah. believe.
2: So. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, first off, it's funny that you mentioned Paul Belashkis. his front of house engineer was actually there oh, okay. giving seminars. So it was just kind of funny that you say that because that's where I was giving a li- lot or getting live seminars from him. So he was giving a lot of good tips on okay. how he mixes Paul and how he uh, he's a great engineer.
0: in My Paul, opinion. Paul is great, and he works with great people who mm-hmm. are not only believers but through the top of their game and oh yeah he, he has such a heart to help everybody do better yeah so I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you no, off oh no but yeah.
2: yeah but it, his name's Kent Morris and he's just a fantastic guy I, I had a chance to meet with him too and talk, talk with him about his live setup but uh with Brandon, it, it, he was actually giving a songwriting seminar mm-hmm. there. So they at GearFest. It's uh, GearFest is uh, sponsored by Sweetwater. It's actually at Sweetwater, and if mm-hmm. you don't know what Sweetwater is, that's the company that Fort sells. Wayne. Yeah, it's in Fort Wayne, and most musicians know what Sweetwater is. Yeah. I mean, that's I can't speak it's enough. Delicious. Good words. It's
0: basically a bottle of water. You put <laughs> sugar in it. Yeah. and it's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's but, very yeah. And that's no. how they had it. He <laughs> just sat around drinking
2: <laughs> Sweetwater all yeah, weekend, all day turn, long. Yeah, you know. but uh, it's in it's in Fort Wayne. Um, I buy all my pro audio gear there. They basically, you know, they set you up with an engineer and he's your guy. I just love having the personal customer service with them. So every year they do this whole gear fest and they bring in engineers from all over the the nations. These are big engineers. I mean, they've had, um, you know, everyone there from like Alan Parsons. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. probably Alan Parsons. I mean, just, you know, he, he did a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff with Pink Floyd back in the day, so, uh-huh. you know, they're not just no-name engineers. Exactly. So they bring in a lot of good people, and they'll bring in a lot of artists, too. So this year, they brought in Brandon Heath to give a songwriting seminar. Uh-huh. So I went in there, and I was just sitting down, and then he just kind of walked around the back. I didn't know he was kind of in there. Then he just uh-huh. plops down next to me, and just,
0: I look over, and I'm like, oh, hey, that's Brandon Heath sitting next right. to me. Now, now, let me, let me clear. <laughs> He did plop down next to you. It wasn't, he wasn't a light sitter. No, he actually, he, yeah. Like slammed himself. In he, he did. Head. He plopped down next to me <laughs> Okay, great. I just wanted to bring This yeah. he's a real guy.
1: He yeah. just he plops. All right. But, but, well,
2: it's funny you say that because it's just um, after talking with mm. him and stuff. We it's funny how we bring all these artists up to these icon yeah. level and yeah, just totally. I, well, I would just start thinking to that afterwards. I'm like I'm having just a normal everyday conversation with mm. this guy who. You know, I, I consider him a great songwriter, mm-hmm. and then I find out that he was just a worship leader in a church. Yeah. You know, that's what he did. He was, he was, he, he was, grew up in Nashville, which, you know, was a plus. Sure. Obviously, to start help. his, yeah, start his career, but he didn't, uh, he didn't actually want to be a big Christian artist. He wanted to be a songwriter. He just loved writing songs, and he didn't even want to write Christian songs. He just wanted to write country songs. He oh. felt that's what he was good at. Yeah. And the Lord kind of called him and changed that, and, you know, that's what he's doing now, but, it's, it's just cool to see that no matter what level of an artist you're at right. if you're at the local artist where you're just playing in the local you know, coffee shops and stuff like that or you're the national touring artist you know, we're yeah. all doing it for the same reasons we're all doing it you know just to glorify god and and it doesn't matter what scale you are on yeah. as far as the world's eyes goes we're all equal in that sense and just talking yeah. with him you kind of i'm sure some artists probably take advantage of that but you know and i in my mind all christian artists don't but you know i'm sure, sure. i'm sure that some of them do and but yeah. i i don't like to think that way because then i won't like their music <laughs> yeah yeah
0: and and uh, most most writers are pretty much down-to-earth guys, mm-hmm. I would say. I think there's an earthquake right now that's <laughs> happening. I don't know if you hear any the There's other people in the, in the place right yeah, now, so you're hearing some Yeah, there's, noise, there's right? all kinds of stuff. And, yeah. <laughs> there's always things going um, on here. <laughs> well, did, did Brandon Heath, you know, I know he's a great songwriter and he did a workshop. Anything that he said that stood out to you that just maybe one thing that kind of just sat with you over the...
2: Um, I, mean, I think it was just that, uh, nothing that really he said, but just his general demeanor. And just his general attitude, he wasn't, he didn't just, you know, sit back in the back of the room was like, Brandon Heath, they announce mm-hmm. him. he goes up and gives his seminar and then walks out of the room. I mean, yeah, he, yeah. The, the entire, probably, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes, he's just talking with people, just sitting down next sure. to him like he was me and just chatting with them. And not necessarily about, hey, you know, my next hit's coming out. And I mean, he was even talking about himself. Right, exactly. you know, he's just talking, hey, how you doing? Where are you from? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Stuff like that. It's just the general demeanor mm-hmm. that I got.
0: And for those of you that are up and coming artists, especially, don't don't be name droppers. And and it, it's hard for me to say that because I'm on a podcast where I push who's coming out on the podcast. Now. <laughs> but like, just as a person, don't don't live your life that way. Um, mm-hmm. Just be who you are, and yeah. you know, music is just one part of what we do but we're all God's people and yep. you know Brandon Heath and others are, are such good examples of that I, I I had a bit of that when I first had Michael Carter on the podcast and yeah. I thought I thought what am I going to say to Michael Carter and he <laughs> just such a nice guy you yeah. know and I just felt like I was at ease immediately when we started talking and
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, so don't just don't be one of those prima donna people. That's all I'm saying. Be, be accessible, because those are the pe- kind of people that people actually want to work with. Yeah. And um, relationships that I have, whether they're famous people or they're not, um, you know, if if they're people who are full of themselves, I, I don't continue the relationship. <laughs> so mm-hmm. let me just put it that way, or right, I right, right, try not to. As much as God wants me to, I will, <laughs> but... Um, let me uh let me ask you real quick before we run out of too much time. I was going to ask you about it's it's actually going to be two questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I was going to ask you about your recording pet piece, but you mentioned country music and <laughs> um and and Brandon Heath comes from Nashville, and I'm Mm -hmm. originally from that area, too. And so when I was growing up, I thought I was just going to be a country guitar player, Mm -hmm. and that's all I wanted to do. I was going to be the next Vince Gill, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, except I didn't want to be necessarily the frontman. I just wanted to be the guitarist back behind. So I spent all my energy, uh, you know, learning to play Guitar. Well, now country music has changed a lot. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be like, well, they, oh, Codgers are back in my day country music. Hank Williams was the one, you know, (laughs) or whatever. Hank was great. But uh, I have some pet peeves about country music. And I was going to ask you some pet peeves about about recording music and and the quality we settle Mm -hmm. for. But before we get to that let's talk about this do you have any country music pet peeves I do i
2: actually do like i i mean on my uh, itunes pl-
0: and, and i'm talking about modern country music i'm talking about yeah yeah, yeah yeah exactly country.
2: now on my playlist on my uh, on my computer when i whenever i want to listen to pop or when i want to listen to country i have two country folders i have real country and i have pop country <laughs> <laughs> and everything that's, that's new everything that's new i put it in the pop country folder because just nothing sounds like that i mean like i would probably say maybe alison Krauss uh-huh. and maybe dan Tyminski. those type of people to me sound more of the traditional kind of style that i like but even sometimes alison Krauss doesn't but uh-huh. you know those kind of sounds i i like i like more i mean i actually like bluegrass too i like ralph stanley oh, yeah. i like ralph stanley and the clinch mountain voice <laughs> yeah yeah. It's i good. mean that's kind of you know I'll, I'll just i'll play that for my friends in the car and uh You know, they uh, look at me weird sometimes, but I...
0: This is my go-to bluegrass (laughs) lid. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I love bluegrass. (laughs) I do, too.
2: So, I mean, I love uh, love the old country, you know, Johnny Cash and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, and... So that's what I consider real country. Then you know, pop. I like pop country too. I like it, but I just don't listen to it like I listen to. Rape. If I want to listen to country, I'll listen to country. If I want to right, listen to pop right. country, then I'll turn on something <laughs> my, newer.
0: My pet peeve, like for kind, like, it's not even so much the style as much as just some of the worst the content. Like I cannot imagine spending time writing a song about some of this. Thing. Yeah. So it's like, Riding down the back roads, eating pumpkin pie. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like all these, like, uh, yeah, that's just, that was just, like, terrible. I'm yeah. making stuff up. Like, it was like, like, it's like, cornbread, drinking beer, driving in my truck. I hit a deer, I beat a dog. I, you know, just life just really is sucks, you know, or something like that. Yeah, you know, it's right. like, it does it I'm so yeah. good. But, like, I hate those, like, back roads, eating cornbread, yeah. drinking beer, you know, as, well, if, you you take, know, if you take you know, like, beer, yeah. <laughs> if you take trucks and whatever.
2: you take trucks and beer out of modern country, like you cannot write a song about trucks and beer probably cut down I know. on seventy percent
0: of I know. The new country it's, if it it's, comes out. It's so. crazy, but well all right, well we got that out of the way yeah. with our country <laughs> things. So um, if you want me to hear your newest song and you wanna, you know, say, Hey, I just wrote this song, I think you're gonna like <laughs> If it has anything to do with eating cornbread or, you know, whatever, I don't necessarily want to hear it. Just I, know, I might not record it. it here either. right. And if it's good, I mean, maybe you can write. Uh, Bob Dylan could probably write a song about it's cornbread, and it would yeah. have depth, but it would probably have the ingredients and, you know, the, the, how to mix it and things like that. But we wouldn't know that that no. was what it was. Exactly, you know. You know but the average Joe, I just, come on, people. <laughs> right write better songs that's all i'm saying I, I agree now we're we're running out of time let me check the time we're already over 30 minutes in so we're going to have to hurry but um tell me real quick too because I, I know you have an interesting theory and i feel the same way about this but um we settle for lesser audio quality now than probably what we settled for 30 years ago yeah and and what i mean by that's like everything has gotten digital the quality in in most ways has gotten so much better, the way of recording has gotten so much cleaner and richer, we can get so many different sounds, but then the way we listen to everything is down on MP3s, and so we can press it, so you've got, like, high-definition televisions in your home, we won't settle for less than, like, the best, clearest, crispest screen, we want the best that you can have in all stuff, but with our music, for some reason, it's like, we've just decided, okay, lesser quality, What, what are your thoughts about that, like...
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, like, just me as, not not as an engineer, but me just as a listener once more. Like, I want to hear my favorite artists yeah. of, of the kind of quality that I record stuff at. Because, I mean, typically engineers never record at CD quality. Right. So CD quality is, uh, you know, 16 at 441. So that's yeah. what everyone has in their CDs, because that's just, CDs aren't capable of holding more than that, that's just what they are. Mm-hmm. So, but engineers, like, a lot of times I'll record 2448, it's just kind of a step above that, but mm-hmm. it's just that little bit of a step above that, for me, mm-hmm. I'm letting the band listen to stuff, and they're like, man, it just sounds so clear, I'm like, well that's yeah. because we're recording at way higher quality, yeah. and you get in like bigger studios, like I could record like up to 96 kilohertz in this studio, mm-hmm. I've never, I mean, I don't try it very often, but it's like, that's just weird. think, you, you record 96 kilohertz, compared to, you know, what what the normal rate is for yeah. CDs? What we're listening to now, you know, forty four ninety six You know, there's a big mm-hmm. <laughs> a big difference there, yeah. and uh, just the clarity just seems to be lost. The 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 airiness of the music mm-hmm. seems to be lost and stuff. And, and even further down than that, you know, I, I I buy CDs. I still buy CDs. I don't buy MP3s. Yeah. So I'm old school. I buy yeah. the CDs because MP3s are even worse than that. Right. You know, if you just look, just I mean, anybody can look at the standard file size on your computer you look at a, a song from a CD and you know it's anywhere from like 30 megabytes or so Then you look at an mp3 it's like three yeah so you just know like what's being stripped away from all that, you know and it's a lot of yeah. the character and it's not necessarily a lot of things that you hear but you'll you know you'll just you'll feel the difference with everything so yeah I, I'd like to have that feeling in the music
0: well interesting I'd <laughs> glad to find somebody else that felt the same way yeah <laughs> audio quality and things um, let's talk very quickly about uh, like a child, because there's a group you've been working with here, and they're um, want. They're not the first, but they're one of your first, you know, to really, I think, is going to go a long way. They're my first Uh, band, actually. Your first band that you've recorded in here. Uh, And and they're a great bunch of people. Um, I've I've met a few of them, and I'm looking forward to getting to know them more as time goes on. Um, But the group's called Like a Child, and they just put out their first CD. And the name of it is Is it just called Like a Child? It's actually called
2: Springfield, Ohio.
0: Springfield, Ohio. Because they are unique in the fact they have a burden for this particular city that we live in. Well, that I live in mm-hmm. here in South Vienna, which is uh, yeah. close, but um, <laughs> but uh, I, I think that's unique, and tell us about this tour that Like a Child is starting, I, and by the time this podcast airs, the tour will have already begun, I mm-hmm. believe, and it's a specifically Springfield tour. Yeah, it so is. So this is unique. I've not heard of much like this before.
2: Yeah, we, uh, we wanted to keep everything in the city because the whole point of this album, and it, and it actually just, and The band will kind of talk more about this They can talk a little more in depth If you actually go to my website There's a really nice YouTube video That the band actually made Telling their heart for the city And why they created this album Uh, My website is connected with my YouTube page So you can see it there And that's the best way to get the actual heart Of their ministry But in, in a roundabout way They wrote these concept songs Because so many people are just can't wait to get out of Springfield. That's kind of the mindset mm-hmm. that a lot of people have. It's like, why are you Definitely. in Springfield? Get out of Springfield. Man, I cannot wait to get out of this city. Everyone just kind of has that that weight on them. We did not want to get out. We want to get to better places. Right. It's like, well, we have a great place right here. And Like a Child is, is wrote all these songs about how beautiful just Springfield is. And actually one of the songs is Beautiful Place, hmm. talking about this place is a beautiful place. Yeah. And uh, we thought it was a good idea to actually have the tour, not to be this big, you know, let's go all over the state of Ohio and try to find, you know, all those places, but uh, a tour just in the city to write all these songs so people in the city can hear this. The only. Uh, exception to that is we're actually going to West Virginia to play two shows and that's just because my uh, friend is a youth pastor over there and he heard the band, loved the band and he's like, I just want you guys to come over here and lead worship. So that's, other than that, that's the only place that we're going out of the city.
0: It's funny because I'll be in West Virginia for two weeks this summer. Really? (laughs) Yeah, so actually probably one of the next podcasts you hear is going to be a guest from West Virginia while I'm there. That's great. Uh, Interesting. There are some similarities to places in Springfield and places in West Virginia so let's put that (laughs) way. But I really like that idea because the idea, and, and I agree with you, I've lived here for over 10 years now. I'm mm-hmm. originally, you know, down south from, yeah. from where I'm from. But for some reason, you know, God just really captured my heart with this city. And and there's a lot of good things here. There's a lot of things that need fixed and need changed, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of hurting people. I mean, and listeners on the podcast know that, um, you know, we were declared the saddest city in America, yeah, yeah. you know. And so there's a lot of light that needs to be brought, I guess, too. And while Mm -hmm. I find it a great place with a lot of great people, um, there's a lot of hurting folks, too. And I really appreciate Like a Child's vision about that. So I want to refer you guys, because we're going to have Like a Child on a future podcast, the whole band, hopefully, and and get to record, you know, maybe listen to them do a couple songs live on the podcast. Um, But I want to promote this album real quick, because John um, is touring with them as kind of their uh, in-house engineer, you know, everywhere they go, and you should see the equipment he's carrying around everywhere. with <laughs> you. And uh, so, I'm really excited about this. I'm excited about the new album, and um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and cross my fingers right now. But I think they're gonna join me this year at my annual pickin' party on New Year's Eve. So, you want to mark your calendars for that. Um, if that changes, then just disregard that. But I think I think right now they're gonna be joining me this year. So, I'm excited. uh all right, well, I probably ought to wrap this up pretty soon, but I told you at the beginning... Oh, first of all, Like a Child website for them. It's a,
2: likeachildmusic.com, and okay. uh, they have their schedule of all their shows, and I also have all the schedule of their shows, including our show that I'm recording with you. What we am going to talk
0: about in just a second. Yeah. All right.
2: So, you know, I have uh, I have the whole schedule on there for everything, So and there's a contact stuff. If anyone has any questions, they just go outoftruthrecords.com and just click on contact and ask me whatever. So.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Very good. Well, check out um, Like a Child. I, I really believe in them and what they're doing and what John's doing with them. Uh, it's a great vision. So uh, check them out, outoftruthrecords.com. Now, we, you've heard us talk about this, and this is going to be like sort of a little bit of a preview. Not really, but this is... Kind of a preview of the september 7th um i'm going to be doing a concert at the clifton opera house john is going to be bringing his recording equipment and we're going to be recording it now what's going to be different about this is um i'm going to have a loop machine and i'm going to be doing all kinds of different crazy things and adding a bunch of you know effects and stuff no i can't do that yeah uh and so so apparently i got to find a new engineer now uh, to do this no, wasted the whole time. That's right. <laughs> I just wasted this. I'm not going to air this podcast. No, I'm Never mind. Don't don't go to Out Truth Records. They're terrible. No, I'm kidding. Um, but on September 7th, it's gonna, it's a Friday night, and uh, I'm going to be recording an album live called Basement Psalms. And uh, I'm really excited that John has agreed to work with me. Um, I just think it's going to be a neat evening. And a lot of these songs, uh, hopefully, are going to be congregational. We're going to try to get some people... Um, That can sing there, hopefully, because we want to record them on the album, too, and just, you know, really allow God to do whatever he wants with that evening while we're there together. Uh, But I'll be introducing some new songs like this one, which is not so much a a congregational one, but it's Psalm 1. Uh, I'm going to have several songs. They're all written from the Psalms. And uh, so I think I'm going to start with this one, Psalm 1. It's just called The Wicked, because in Psalm 1, if you read, there's all these things about the wicked and stay away from the wicked, and then the righteous, you know, are like trees that are planted by the water. So um, with no rehearsal, here we go with uh, The Wicked, Psalm number 1, a little preview of the upcoming concert at the Clifton Opera House, September 2nd. 7th, September 7th. Rick, shut up and sing. Nobody wants to hear you talk. All right, so...
1: Down the easy street lest to those who do not follow them We can follow the crowd Wherever it may lead lest to those who do not follow them Those who put their minds Upon the things of God Be like trees planted by the water Growing deep their roots They will bear good Will not be withered on the ground. God to watch their paths, and then learn to watch them back. But beware the roads the wicked send you down. like the chaff, the wind will blow away. Blessed are those who do not follow them. I'd stand up on judgment day, blessed to those who do not follow them, those who set their minds upon the things of God, be like trees planted by the water, growing deep their roots, they will bear good fruit, and the leaves will not be withered on the ground. I watch their paths and then learn to watch him back But beware the roads the wicked sent you down the Wicked will not stand Only a righteous man Has a place before a righteous God There are many ways, so which one will you take? Blessed are those who take the righteous one
0: little bit of a preview so i hit one wrong chord in there it. but anyway that's live out out been, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> concerts off folks i'm sorry I've, yeah. I've ruined it i'm worthless as a human being that's, i'm out of truth i'm gonna go tell lies anyway now well john finney thank you so yeah, much for, for being here it. and uh, it's been great for you uh been great for you to be my guest. No, I'm it's been great for me to to hear what you have to say. Tell us one more time your website and your information.
2: Yeah, it's uh, outoftruthrecords.com. dot uh-huh. com, and uh, I mean John at out of dot com is a okay. good way to contact my email. Uh, that's J O N. That's J O N. Yeah, okay. thank you because uh-huh. I, I I tend to forget that to tell people because I know I just know how to spell my own name and other people I, <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: So I, some days I know how to spell my own name yeah. <laughs> so that's
2: so, good. You know, my phone number's on there, it's my cell phone so people okay. can call or text that or if they have any questions So
0: excellent, so if you're an artist that is, is really, you know, you're ready to do some recording and, and you just, you know don't know how to put the funds together yet or don't know what the next step is, contact John uh, he's a great guy and he's got some good ideas for you so thank you for being one of the voices in my head today thank you You've been listening to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick Lee James. If you'd like to know more about me, my ministry, my music, my life, go to my website at rickleejames.com. You can also download my free mobile app from iTunes and on the Android Marketplace. And I'd love this to be a community experience, so if you call 937-505-0162, you can leave feedback